Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. In fact, welcome to the last Feminization Boudoir Podcast of Season 6. For those of you who might have forgotten, we take the months of May and November off. Just a chance to recharge, to get up on our inventory a little so I don't find myself scrambling for shows... And just in general, it's nice to just have a little time to smell the flowers and whatever. But um, we will definitely be back at the very first week of June with new episodes. And we've got one more great one to go. It's uh, Raina Means Queen, who has narrated a fairly new story called Cleaning Service, which was written mostly by Missy Powell, but also by me. Um, And it's a story about a guy who is as the story says, a house cleaner. And uh, he also has a habit of uh, investigating, shall we say, the drawers of his attractive female clients. And one of his clients sets him up and catches him. And uh, they have quite a bit of fun at his expense. So I hope you enjoy Rainamine's Queen reading cleaning service. Kevin loved the corset and the underwear she was wearing, and he soon realized that it must be in the drawer somewhere. Kevin went towards the closet. He went through every outfit, but found nothing. They were just normal clothes, and they weren't even particularly sexy, but they smelled good. Kevin started walking towards a chest of drawers. When he opened the top drawer, And there it was, the black corset with a matching black thong. Now, with the panties and the book, Kevin had everything he needed for a pleasurable afternoon. He went to the bed. He opened the book to page one, and he laid out the corset and panties. Kevin felt as though his boner had been raging for hours. He was ready for a release. He dropped his pants and out he popped. He took himself into his hand and (laughs) started to jerk it. Kevin took a deep breath of relief and then he started to pant. He stared at the book and then back at the panties. Thoughts of Brie wearing them swirled in his head and he thought what it would be like if Brie were there. Kevin started to pant harder and harder, getting closer and closer to climax. He felt a bill deep in his stomach. He knew it was coming. And then, all of a sudden, he heard a noise. The voice startled him. He turned quickly, and there was Brie. She was wearing a black trench coat. It turned him on even more to see and smell her in the flesh. Kevin felt like an idiot standing there with his dick in his hand. In a panic, he flopped around to try and hide what he was doing, and he tucked his dick back in his pants. Then he realized what a precarious position he was in. Her panties were still on the bed with her book. He was speechless. After he zipped up his pants, he looked back at Brie. She had a scowl on her face. Her black trench coat went down to just below her knees, and she had black heels on. Kevin struggled to get a word out. He started to stammer. I, 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 I can explain, Kevin stuttered. He fumbled around all the items. 
There's an explanation for all of this. Really, I can explain. Bree remained silent, and this made Kevin more nervous. Awkwardly, Kevin picked up the book and panties off the bed. His hands started to tremble as he walked towards Bree. Kevin's hands trembled as he tried to give everything back over to her. But Bree just crossed her arms, and then she finally spoke. You are a dirty little asshole, aren't you? Her voice was harsh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin's voice cracked. You are sorry? Really? Bree started. Yes, yes, I am really sorry. I will do anything to make it up to you, Kevin begged. Really? Bree questioned. You will do anything for me. Yes. Kevin bowed his head. He was disappointed in himself. He hoped that somehow he could get his way out of this predicament. Bree could make his life very difficult if she was so inclined. A sly smile spread across Bree's face. It was not a kind smile, but a devious and malicious smile filled with evil intent. Kevin knew that smile meant nothing good, but at least attempting to appease her would be his only way out of this mess. The last thing he needed was for Bree to make trouble for him. Online reviews about him jacking off with a client's underwear would be instantly believed. It was already looked at as strange that he was a male doing house cleaning professionally. Down on your knees, Bree demanded. What? Kevin questioned. If you really want to make it up to me, you will do exactly what I say. Now, get down on your knees. Kevin obliged. He dropped to his knees, still clutching onto the panties. Kevin's mouth started to go dry, and he could hear his head start to pound in his chest. So, tell me exactly what happened here, Bree said, as she walked around him slowly. Kevin took a deep breath. I cleaned your house, and I had some time left over, so I came into your room. I guess my curiosity got the better of me, and I started to look through your things. That was when I found your special book. Kevin winced at the sound of his own words. He couldn't believe that he was admitting everything out loud. His face grew red, and he wished he just knew what Bree was thinking. And then you looked through my book? Bree interrogated. Yes, Kevin said lightly, with almost a whisper. And that excited you? Bree asked. Yes, very much so. Kevin said with almost too much eagerness in his voice. I wish it never happened, and I'm sorry, Kevin said sincerely. Bree whispered harshly into Kevin's ear. The fact is, I have known you have been a dirty pervert for quite some time. I sensed it, so I set my trap for you. Kevin was shocked. He was always so careful. He has never been caught before. But Bree was sneaky, and Kevin knew that she could see right through his usual tricks. Really, I'm sorry. I 
But before Kevin could say another word, Bree grabbed the panties right out of his hand and shoved them in his mouth. For a moment, Kevin choked as the thong touched the back of his throat. He went to try and spit the panties out of his mouth, but Bree had grabbed a silver roll of duct tape from somewhere and covered his mouth with layer after layer of tape. Kevin shook his head, but the next thing he knew, Bree had cuffed his hands together behind his back. Everything happened so quickly, Kevin could barely comprehend it. Bree stepped a few paces back and admired her work. <laughs> I like how pathetic you look right now, Bree said slyly. Kevin squirmed around for a moment. He wiggled his tongue to readjust the panties. He pushed the thong towards his teeth and then took deep breaths through his nose. It started to dawn on him what a tough predicament he was in. Bree walked out of the room. Kevin hoped this was his chance to escape, but as he stood up, he fell on his stomach. With Bree's words, you were pathetic, ringing in his ears for the first time in his life. He really did feel pathetic. Kevin breathed harder through his nose. As he tried to move, the cuffs felt as though they grew tighter. Kevin's vision started to blur, and he started to wonder how long Bree had been gone. Was it five minutes? Ten minutes? Panic started to set in. Then he heard the clickety-clack of Bree's heels. She traipsed back into her bedroom, holding an iPad. Kevin remembered that he must have left his iPad for work on the kitchen table. He felt like an idiot. He never put a passcode on the iPad. But in his defense, he never had anything bad on the iPad. It was truly just for work. Looks like you've been a naughty little asshole, Bree said as she scrolled through his iPad. Kevin looked up at Bree and sighed. You have lots of clients, don't you, Kevin, the cleaning man? Do you perv on all the ladies in your client list? Bree asked. Kevin said nothing. He continued to stare at Bree longingly. Kevin, I asked you a question, Bree stated. Kevin shrugged. Then Bree raised her voice louder than Kevin had expected. Do you perv on all the ladies here on your client list? Kevin sighed again and nodded. Well, we are going to have some fun with you. Bree giggled and then she ran into the other room. Kevin could hear the dial tone of a phone and Bree speaking, but he couldn't make out what she was saying. <laughs> Her words were muffled. He tried to listen harder, but couldn't make out a single word or sentence. All he could hear was Bree's laughter. Bree would talk for a few moments and then hang up the phone, only to call another person and laugh. Minutes quickly turned into an hour. Time felt blurred again. Kevin wasn't sure how long he was lying there, but it started to feel like several hours. He listened to Bree's heels walking through the house on the floor he had just mopped and cleaned. And then the doorbell rang. Cackles of multiple women filled the house quickly. Kevin heard the pop of a champagne bottle and one woman's voice called out, Shots! <laughs> 
<laughs> Time continued, though Kevin now had the sound of chatter and laughing in the front room to keep him company. He tried to make out whose voices he was hearing and worried just who Bree had invited over. A full party had broken out while he laid helpless on the floor. Kevin started to wonder if Bree had forgotten about him altogether. For a moment, he wondered if Bree got pleasure from treating men this way. Kevin started to get hard. But he shook his head, trying to shake his own thoughts. It was clear that he had been stuck there for far too long and his mind started to mesh. Finally, a phrase snapped him out of his thoughts. He's in my room, ladies, Bree called out. The door swung open and Kevin tried to roll to the side to get a better look. He stared up at what seemed like 10 women and many of them he recognized. They were his own clients, clients that he worked with for years. And now he had been caught as a perverted snoop. Kevin felt the embarrassment deep in the pit of his stomach. The women laughed. What a pervert you are. Heard you like to jerk off to panties. You like panties more than a real woman? I'm missing my pink thong. Have you seen it? The insults jabbed Kevin one at a time. He had never felt this humiliated. He was respected by these women once. And now he was reduced to nothing. So, ladies, what should we do with him, Bree asked. I think he needs to take a trip to the Red Room, Mrs. Maisel called out, a two-story homeowner Kevin used to clean for once a week. Yes, we need to teach him a lesson, Miss Wexler agreed. She was a salon owner who regularly requested weekend deep cleans. Kevin tried to move away from the laughing group of women, but one grabbed his arm and picked him up to a standing position. The women all started to push Kevin, and they tossed him back and forth into the hall. After he took a few steps into the hallway, he was faced with the padlocked door, the room he had never been into. Kevin gulped. Bree walked around, swinging a key on a string around her index finger. Here we go, Bree called out. Bree unlocked the lock and unhooked the chain. She slowly opened the door, and Kevin realized why it was called the Red Room. The ladies promptly pushed him a few steps into the room. As he looked around, he saw that the walls were in fact red, but this was no ordinary room. It looked like a sex dungeon with contraptions in every corner, whips hung on the wall, a swing set dangled from the ceiling, and in the center of a room sat a single black folding chair. <laughs> Kevin realized he was in for a rude awakening. Bree grabbed onto his arm and guided him harshly to the center chair. Then, she unhooked his cuffs. Kevin started to remove the tape, gagging his mouth. No, not yet, Bree stated. We need to play with you a bit more. Kevin clutched onto the seat. He looked around at the gaggle of women. 
He was too nervous to do or say anything. So he felt that he didn't have a choice but to do as Bree said and leave the tape on. Put a collar on the dog. Whip him. Look at how pathetic he is. What a loser. Make him our slave. Kevin looked like a helpless puppy as his eyes scanned the room, taking in all the angry women. I have an idea, Bree started. I caught this pervert looking through my boudoir photos. Those were private. He seems to have an infinity for women's underwear. Giggles broke out throughout the red room. Let's make him wear some, Bree said with a loud stage whisper. The giggles grew. Mrs. Regard busted through the women with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> Kevin used to clean her penthouse suite. The women playfully passed around the bottle of vodka and each took a swig. They all laughed. He hoped that Bree really wasn't serious. But he had a bad feeling. Kevin said nothing with the tape still on his mouth. He took deep breaths through his nose. Miss Abbott, a multi-room mansion owner, ran in with a thong and a corset. He realized that it hadn't been very long since he had played with himself rubbing his dick with a tiny thong. When he thought of his arousal, he also felt embarrassment. The thong was similar to the one that still sat in Kevin's mouth, but red, and the ladies were passing it around and laughing. Now put it on, Miss Abbott demanded. Kevin looked around, paralyzed in nervousness. So much was going on all around him. Women were drinking, laughing, chanting, moving. The red room was all cleavage and curves, and Kevin was about to be a part of it. Put it on, Bree shouted. Kevin stood up. His knees were shaking. He hunched his back over in an effort to try and shield himself. He tugged on his sleeves. Not ready to get naked in front of all of these women, he wasn't sure what they would think of him and his body. He wondered if they would laugh at his skinny arms or his dick. He shriveled with embarrassment. Take off your clothes now and put on the pretty underwear, Bree panted. Kevin was too nervous to take the tape off. He feared Bree's reaction. He was also scared what consequences would happen due to his lack of action, so he decided to follow Bree's request. Kevin crossed his arms and clutched the bottom of his shirt. He lifted off his shirt and undershirt all in one swoop. The shirt brushed against the tape of his mouth as it went over his head. Kevin hunched over even more. Laughter rang among the women. He already looks like a woman. Look at that slutty little bod. Kevin unbuttoned his pants. Bree looked at him with a slight smile on her face. As his pants and boxers fell around his ankles, Bree took a small swig of vodka without taking her eyes off of Kevin. He stepped out of his pants and he covered his bare dick with his hands. Panic started to set in. Kevin felt humiliated, standing naked and vulnerable with tape on his face 
and panties in his mouth. Bree handed Kevin the red lace thong. He steadied himself and stepped into the thong one foot at a time. He pulled the lace up around his hips. The silk of the panties pressed against his penis. Kevin looked around the room nervous. That was when he noticed a mirror on the wall. For the first time, Kevin saw exactly what he looked like. He stood a little taller with confidence. He looked at his reflection and he realized that he liked the way women's underwear looked on him. (laughs) He straightened out his posture as he was starting to enjoy the moment. Brie then walked over to Kevin as she wrapped the corset around his torso. Brie pulled tightly on the strings and he lost his breath for only a moment. Standing tall now, Kevin felt pleasure from his outfit. The gang of women continued to laugh, but Kevin didn't seem to mind. What a slut, such a desperate skank. We all knew you liked women's underwear. Now look at you. He's enjoying this. What a loser. This is the best night of his life. I have an idea, Mrs. Sturger said, a real estate office owner called out. Kevin needs a maid's outfit. The women chanted, yes, yes, yes. I have one around here, Bree said with joy in her voice. Bree was gone for only a second. When she came back, she had no ordinary maid's outfit as Kevin originally expected. It was a French maid's outfit with a white apron and ruffles. Somehow, the outfit seemed to be the perfect size. Brie put the maid's outfit over Kevin's head and she situated the ruffles. Brie's hand brushed around Kevin's butt as she fluffed all of the ruffles. He needs tights and heels, Brie declared. Soon, a pair of sheer stockings and black high-heeled pumps were right in front of Kevin. Bree pulled each stocking up around his thighs and then pointed at the heels as though to instruct Kevin to put them on. He obliged. The heels were easily four inches tall. Now show us a walk, Miss Maid, Miss Abbott giggled. (laughs) Kevin looked down to the red carpet, hesitant to take a step. Worried that one wrong move, he would fall face first and ass up. With all the women laughing, Kevin began to take small, mincing steps, with one foot in front of the other. As he took each step, his hips started to naturally swing right to left, and the ruffle on the maid's uniform naturally followed. Kevin felt the humiliation deep in his stomach. With every step, it grew more and more. Kevin continued to walk, and the women cheered all the while consuming the vodka and whatever other alcohol they could find. He walks all the way to one end of the room before he stopped and stared at the wall of toys and books. Kevin instantly noticed the light amount of dust that layered the shelves, but shook the thoughts away quickly. When he turned... Bree was standing right in front of him. In her hand was an old-school feather duster, a wooden handle, and real feathers at one end. Clean, Bree demanded. 
Kevin reached out for the feather duster. An instinct kicked in. He started to dust the shelves and get everything back to its usual shininess. The girls laughed and drank and seemed impressed with Kevin's compliance. He dusted through all the shelves. Then, as he walked to the other side of the room, Kevin accidentally dropped the duster. It was tougher to multitask with the cleaning, heels, and arousal of the torture. Pick it up, Bree instructed. When Kevin was about to speak, he remembered that the tape and panties still covered his mouth. As Kevin bent over, he felt a loud smack right on his bare ass. His bare cheeks trembled from the impact. The thong gave him no coverage when he bent over, leaving him vulnerable to ass slappings and flicks. The crowd rumbled in laughter. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was Cleaning Service, written by Missy Powell and myself, and narrated by Raina Means Queen. And I also hope you've enjoyed this season of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. Um, Technically, it's been six seasons, and uh, I think that's pretty good. We're actually just about the anniversary mark. I know it's a little weird because we um, take May off, but uh, the podcast began with a nine-minute clip from Mean Girls and Mermaids on May 6th of 2019. So we've managed to make it for just about three three years with all these episodes, and we do about 40 episodes a year. So I'm somewhere around 120 audios, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Please don't forget about us when we have this month off. Be back in June. And any audios you can buy that support me, that support the narrators, is, of course, always extremely appreciated. Uh, We would not be here right now if it wasn't for you. And I sincerely mean that. Even if you're you're not buying the audios, if you're at least clicking through and letting, letting the commercial at the beginning play, it still means a lot. I really do appreciate that. So thanks for another great season, and we will be back the first week of June. Take care. Bye-bye.